Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. All right, so you ready to get into today's question? It's a great one. It comes from Sarah. It's all about sourdough starter. And let me read it to you. She says, I have a question about sourdough. I've been interested in maintaining a sourdough culture. I've started twice and don't keep it up. I feel overwhelmed by the thought of having to feed it daily. It's like a... um, baby, right? (laughs) It's another child you have to feed daily. So no wonder people feel overwhelmed. And Sarah's putting it into words perfectly. On top of that, to feed it daily and not use any. And conversely, to feed it daily and then be forced to make bread products all the time. See the overwhelm here? I'm hoping you could give a real, real world example of how you work sourdough products into your menu planning in a way that your family isn't eating bread for every meal and yet is able to have plenty of bread products for your weekly menu. So an example, weekly, monthly menu plan where you're being a practical steward of your sourdough habit. Thank you for all the work that you and your team do. This site is one of the first websites I check daily. Thank you, Sarah. So before I get into answering Sarah's question, I would like to see a show of hands in the comments. Um, Who else has felt this overwhelm? So you can put a thumbs up. And I'm going to say thumbs up because it's not a bad thing to feel this overwhelm. You have to first acknowledge it and know it's there to even figure out how to get over it. So put a thumbs up in the comments or a yes or a yep. You're all doing that. If you feel this overwhelm, the overwhelm of keeping it up, feeding it so you can use it, but not being a slave to it. Yes, 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 yes. Everyone's saying yes. All right, and I know we have some people on here who probably are over that. So you guys, if you feel that way, you feel free to chime in in the comments with encouragement. Okay? Um, In fact, if you feel good, let's do another thing. If you feel good and like you've gotten over the overwhelm and you're in a real good groove with your sourdough starter, why don't you make the hearts flow? So we've got all this yeses of overwhelm in the comments, and let's see how how many hearts are flowing with people that are doing pretty good. So we've got two or three colors going there and lots of hearts. So there's, there's a good representation of not overwhelmed people. And we have a commenter saying, I just used my newly ready starter today for the first time. Yay, congratulations. Very good. Okay, well, Sarah, I wanna get into answering your question. Now, this I am not focusing on um, how to start a starter. If you want, you get your starter going, and we have free instructions at tradcookschool.com slash free starter. So go ahead and go there and sign up for those free instructions. Uh, There's also a video, okay? So I'm not covering how to start the starter. Use my instruction to do that. And what I'm covering today to answer Sarah's question has to do with once it's started, How do you keep it going? How do you use it so that you're not a slave to it? 
How do you use it so you're not eating bread all the time? How do you use it so that it becomes a wonderful part of your life that isn't like something that's just constantly needy and demanding so that you you can keep it up and use it when you want to, but you don't feel like you're a slave to it, okay? And a sourdough starter can be that, and that's what I'm talking about today. So to answer Sarah's question, I have... Um, just done a quick outline of kind of points to make because she's asking for a routine, but I think before I even talk about what my routine is, I think I have to talk about some key principles behind sourdough starter care just to lay the groundwork for um, assumptions and habits that are made. Because the routine, I, I'll give you an example of my routine, um, but the routine is going to look different for me than anybody else because there's a different number of people in my family, we have different dietary needs. Um, you know, how much bread we eat and all that. So I want to establish these, these points and these assumptions first. So then you can apply them to um, your routine and what your life looks like. Because what works for me may not work for, you know, may not work for anybody else. <laughs> I may be the only one. Now, I do think my example is going to help, but I think what's going to help the most is these points to go over. Okay. So the first point to make is just the overall way I handle sourdough, okay? So you understand the overall flow of sourdough in my life. I leave this sourdough starter, and I, I put a little bit in this jar here that I'm showing here on the video or the video replay. I put a little bit in here just to show you, but this is not, this is just traveling to my studio here. Um, this is not how I have it in the, on the counter, okay? I have it on the counter in a bowl, all right? And I keep it out all the time. And if you're a member of traditional cooking school, you know from watching the sourdough e-course videos that, you know, back then, and that was several years ago, I kept my starter in the fridge, except when I was baking with it once a week, and Aaron, the other teacher, kept it out all the time. Well, I have now changed to be more like Aaron. I keep it out on this starter all the time, on the counter all the time. I feed it regularly. I don't store it in the fridge unless I go out of town, like for a week or so. Then I will put it in the fridge and just take a break from it. So I leave it out on the counter all the time and I feed it regularly to keep it alive. If you put it in the fridge, you can take a break from feeding it for a week or so. If it's out on the counter, it's warm and active, it's going through feeds, food, so it needs like a one or two feedings a day to stay alive. Now, here's the, even though that sounds like, oh man, you're feeding it all the time, it's out on the counter, that's overwhelming, which I've heard a lot of you say. How you manage it, and I'll tell you how I'm managing it, but how you manage it um, can determine these things, okay? And these are the, the, how I'm managing it determines these things for me. Number one, I never have too much starter. Okay, rarely I might have too much starter, but most of the time I never have too much. I always have enough, that's point number two, I always have enough for what I'm gonna bake and what's on our menu. Number three, I don't waste any flour because what I feed, it ends up getting used. Number four, it stays active and healthy, so two feedings a day, and I don't have too much, I don't not have enough, and it always gets used up, and I don't waste any flour, so I'm just keeping it going, and it's gonna get used up, it's not a waste of flour. Um, it stays active and healthy, I think I lost my count there. So it stays active and healthy, that's what regular feedings does. If you store it in the refrigerator, you have to bring it back. If you skip, if it's out on the counter, but you only feed it once a day, it's not as active and healthy as it is if you fed it twice a day. 
Another point, I always have options. So I can, you know, it's there. If I wanted to bake something on the spur of the moment, I could. It's there. If I don't want to bake something, I don't have to. I can just feed it again and go on. Um, And I don't bake with it every day. In fact, I bake with it probably every second or third day as a regular um, matter of course. So um, that's kind of my, those are my principles. And that's, I manage sourdough starter to make it do those things for me in my kitchen. So it is not overwhelming. I never have too much. I always have enough. I don't waste any flour. It stays active and healthy. I have options. If I want to use it, I can. If I don't want to, I don't have to. Um, and I don't bake with it every day. So does that sound good to everybody? Do you think that if you could get your sourdough routine like that in your kitchen, um, would you like that? <laughs> Great. First time viewer, welcome to you. So tell, uh, the hearts are starting to flow. So I'm taking that as a yes. Yeah. I mean, that is the beauty of sourdough. It can do that for you. So let's talk about the specifics of how you can have that happen. So this is the second part of my answer to Sarah's question. The key to this, if you don't want to be a slave to it, if you don't have to bake with it every day, if you don't want to just only do bread instead of, you know, rice or millet or quinoa or other kinds of grains for your family, the key to it is feeding maintenance amounts. So you're not taking your starter and dumping a whole cup of flour into it and a cup of water. You're feeding a maintenance of amount, like a tablespoon or two. And if you're only keeping a small amount of starter, and this is the other half is at home, if you're only keeping a small amount of starter, like a cup or less, and don't hold me to that. When I say a small amount of starter, I just mean, you know, about a cup or less, but it could probably even be a cup and a half. If you're only keeping a small amount of starter on hand, the food it needs is like a tablespoon or so, maybe two tablespoons, you know, maybe a quarter of a cup. That's a maintenance amount. So you're just keeping it going with a maintenance amount and you're not expecting to take some out and bake with it every day. So a maintenance amount of a tablespoon or two um, makes it so that you're not wasting any flour, you're not wasting any starter, you don't have to bake with it every day, it's staying active and healthy, um, you never have too much, you always have enough, you always have options. If you do wanna bake something and you find that, oh, I only have like a quarter cup and I really need a half a cup to make a batch of English muffins, then what you do is you feed it a little bit more than a maintenance amount, uh, the feeding before. So then you will have enough when you go to bake your English muffins. And how often do you do this? Once again, every morning and every evening is what I recommend for a healthy and active sourdough starter. Okay, so that is the key, maintenance amounts. And if you have a larger family, you know, we're down to four now and we don't eat a ton of bread. So a maintenance amount for me is like a tablespoon or two. But a maintenance amount for you, if you have a larger family, and even if you're only baking every second or third day like I do, but you're, you need, you know, double the amount of bread than I do, a maintenance amount for you might be a quarter cup of starter. You have to play with it to figure it out. And so you're just going to practice that. Every morning and night, you're going to feed a small amount of flour and water to keep your starter going and um, see, you know, two or three days when you're ready to bake again, do you have enough or do you have too much? And it's, it's not bad to have either of those because you can adjust, you know, that the very next feeding you can adjust by doing less or doing more. So uh, don't feel like you have to get it right and take a week or so to figure out what your maintenance amounts are. Is this making sense to everyone? You can um, tap the screen and share hearts if it's making sense to you or you can put a thumbs up or a yes in the comments. I'm also curious to hear if you've 
Um, thank you for inviting your followers, Weedwater Grow Danielle. I'm also curious to hear if anything that I've shared so far has been like a light bulb moment or you've said, aha, now I know what to do. This is making sense um, and you're going to change going forward. Let me know that in the comments. I do have more things <laughs> to talk about. So we're, I'm seeing an aha. Great. I'm happy to, I'm happy to hear that. Good. Okay. So um, he, I've always thought you had to discard some to keep it healthy if you're not baking da daily. No. If it's an established mature starter, you don't have to discard any. If you're making a sourdough starter, you need to discard half. But it, once your sourdough starter is established, you do not need to throw any of it away. How much water with a tablespoon of flour? Just a scant tablespoon. I feed um, whatever amount of feeding I'm whatever amount of flour I'm feeding. I do a little bit less of the water. Do I feed with einkorn? Yes, I feed with einkorn. We use exclusively einkorn now and have for more than a year. Uh, but you can feed with spelt or wheat, and you can bake with an entirely different flour. Totally up to you. All right. So now let's get into um, the routine then. So my routine is every morning I feed my starter a tablespoon or so of flour plus some water. Every morning. Every evening I feed a tablespoon or so of flour plus some water. And that builds it up so every second or third day I can bake a loaf of my no-need artisan bread, which I've shown on my blog, traditionalcookingschool.com. I've shown in webinars. You know, you have a recipe for it inside the Einkorn Baking eCourse if you're a member of Traditional Cooking School. So every third day, I have a quarter cup of starter for that recipe. And every week or so, we have pizza, and I need a little bit more sourdough starter for that. So if I'm just if I know I'm going to make pizza tomorrow, I might feed a little bit more tonight so I make sure I have enough to do a double batch of pizza crust tomorrow. You're just, you know, if you even have a sense about what you're doing tomorrow, which we highly recommend in traditional cooking, is just think, you know, 12 or 24 hours ahead. What am I cooking tomorrow? You don't even have to have a menu plan. You just have to say, you know, oh, I think we'll have pizza tomorrow. So I'm going to feed my starter a little bit extra tonight. Or I think I'm, we're going to do... Um, English muffins, and I'm going to do a triple batch for the freezer, and I'm going to do those tomorrow. So I'm going to feed it a little bit extra tonight so that I have enough starter tomorrow to do that triple batch of extra um, uh, English muffins, and that is what I do. I feed maintenance amounts morning and night, and if I need a little bit extra, I feed a little bit extra. In the comments, I'm seeing thank you, so glad that you're talking about this helps tremendously make sense. Wonderful. That makes me happy because I think sourdough is such a beautiful thing and that no one should feel overwhelmed or feel like it's impossible to do because it is actually, it is so simple. I am getting a comment. The thinking part is hard for me. Mama of three young children, three young boys. Yes, I get that. So I think for you, it's a matter of routine. If you get into the routine, then you don't have to think about it anymore. You just know because you're just, you're just doing it. Um, so keep at it so it gets to that point where you're not thinking. So other points about my routine. If I was baking more often, there are seasons of our life when I do bake more often because the family wants it or we're having guests or I'm, I know I'm coming up to a busy time so I want to put more in the freezer to stock away. So I will feed my starter more if I'm using it more. If I'm baking less, I will feed it less or I will completely take a break from it and put it in the refrigerator. I always have options, like I said. So this idea of feeding maintenance amounts is what gives you the options. 
In the comments, I'm seeing I'm learning so much and it makes so much sense. I'm so glad. I am so glad about that. Now, I also want to talk about the feedings. And I saw a comment um, a couple minutes ago. What if, what if you forget and skip a feeding? Don't worry about it. Just pick up where you left off. It's in every 12 hours, you have a new, a new opportunity to feed it. So don't throw out your starter. It'll bounce back. Um, you could even probably miss feedings fairly regularly, but your results are going to suffer for it because regular feedings keep it active and healthy, a strong culture, and a strong culture is what uh, produces the best results for you. So don't make a habit of missing, but if you do, it's not the end of the world. Just pick up again where you left off. So as far as what to feed, and this question came up before, like what flour you can feed your sourdough starter, any flour. Um, but let's talk about this idea of, because so many of us have mills um, in our homes and you know, some of us are buying flour. That's totally fine. This is not supposed to be a, you have to get a mill kind of point. My point is, if you are milling your own flour, don't feel the, oh no, I have to mill fresh flour for my feedings. That's just not worth it. So here's what I do. I do grind flesh, fresh flour for pizza crust and, and um, a loaf of artisan, no need artisan bread and um, English muffins. I grind fresh flour for those because we get such better results if I bake with fresh ground flour. But inevitably there's extra. So that extra flour is what I keep on hand to feed the sourdough starter. So I'm not running to the mill and having to grind flour ever to feed the starter. I'm using my leftover flour for the starter. It's another way to reduce the overwhelm and just make it so possible to do it. Okay, good. And <laughs> feeling way less overwhelmed, Danka. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you're so welcome. I'm glad. That was the whole point here is so you would not feel overwhelmed. Okay, so another point I want to make is this has to be so simple. As a commenter is saying, Danielle is saying, less work, no wasted. Exactly. That is the whole point here. I mean, whether we do something that's complicated or we do something that's simple, the results have to work for us. It has to fit with our lifestyle. So if you want to do something complicated, go for it. I don't. I want to do something something that's simple. Like a commenter saying right now, freedom too. This gives us freedom. We're busy. Uh, we want to spend time with our families. We want to do things. We don't want to be a slave to the kitchen. We don't want to waste, which a commenter is saying she quit because she hated the waste. We don't want to waste. We want it to be simple and frugal and fit with our lives. And so this idea of feeding maintenance amounts and adjusting to what we need is the key uh, to keeping it all very simple. I'm going to give you a confession. If it's not simple, I don't do it. And I think a lot of you are the same way. We quit, we give up, we move on to other things. Sourdough is a life-changing thing though. The breads are more nutritious and more digestible. And it's so worth doing that you've got to figure out a simple way to do it for your family. And this is the way we have figured out to make it not overwhelming and to just fit with our life. It is so simple that if I'm running short on time, I can tell any one of my children or my husband, can you just go toss a tablespoon of flour into the starter and a scant tablespoon of water and mix and cover it back up. It takes them literally 10 minutes. I mean, sorry, 10 seconds, <laughs> just 10 seconds to do that. And if I don't have the 10 seconds, somebody else can do it. It is that simple. And I don't, they don't have to worry about, well, how much do I do or whatever? Cause we're just doing maintenance amounts. Okay. And the final thing that I wanted to talk about, I did bring it up a little bit is, um, <clears throat> I don't keep it in this jar. I just want to make sure everybody knows. I use a bowl, not this bowl, but I use a glass bowl at home and I cover it with a plate. 
In the summer, I put a cheesecloth between the plate and the bowl to keep out the fruit flies. It's the simplest thing. And every week or so, I um, move the starter to a fresh bowl and I wash the current bowl. Probably every two weeks, but in the summer I do it like every week because in the summer the bowl just gets cruddier faster. So that's it. That is what I wanted to talk about. The first was um, the assumptions behind it, you know, what my goals are, and that's not to have any waste and it to be healthy and active and it to fit with our life and never have too much, never have and always have enough. The second thing was the key to all of this is feeding maintenance amounts, which I figured out for myself is a tablespoon or two every morning and evening so that I can bake every second or third day. I told you what my routine was. I spelled it out every morning and evening and how I scale up for big batches. Um, I also told you how you don't have to grind fresh flour. You can use whatever flour you want and just whatever you're grinding or you've got for other things, just the extra is what you use for feeding. I also told you that it has to be simple um, or it won't happen for me. So feel that freedom for you to make it as simple as you need to do to make this a real and important part of your life. It doesn't have to take over. It can actually bring you so much freedom, simplicity, and health. Um, and finally, just the, the bowl. The container is a bowl. In the question, someone's saying, so how many of you have named your starter? I have not, but you can um, answer that in the comments if you want. Uh, do you keep a backup portion of sourdough in the refrigerator? I do not. I do have some that I dehydrated. I keep in the freezer some flakes, but I have not had to restore a sourdough starter ever, except for just to test it. <laughs> uh, someone has named their sourdough starter Dolly. I love that. Dolly's such a great name. Okay, so I'm just going to wrap up here by reminding you that, um, you know, quit the overwhelm, keep it simple, use these principles to make it work for you. And if you're interested in sourdough but you don't have a starter, be sure to grab my free instructions at tradcookschool.com slash free starter. In the comments, I'm seeing that you are excited all over again, and that really makes me happy. Thank you so much for being here. And I also want to welcome, as I wrap up here, I want to welcome our new podcast listeners because Ask Wardy, um, just within a day or so of recording this, is going to be released as a podcast on iTunes. You'll be able to find it on Stitcher as well. So welcome to all of you who are coming in to check out Ask Wardy as a as a podcast. I want to let you know that if you visit askwardy.tv and you look for episode 18, you could check out the video recording of this. You could check out the show notes because I'll list these principles there if you want to print or read um, or review anything there. Uh, it's just a bless been a blessing to talk to you and have this wonderful audience and community here of people who love sourdough like I do. I hope this gives you a renewed, um, a renewed love for sourdough, a renewed purpose, if you've given up in overwhelm or disgust or whatever, that you will keep at it because it's really worth it. The health benefits, but just getting back in touch with the way things used to be. And I mean, this, this is, I've talked about this before. This is as important to me, this sourdough starter as my Vitamix. It's, it's amazing. I'll see you all again in a week. God bless you and goodbye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy. Or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. 
To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at tradcookschool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.